Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We've got a fun show for you guys today. So on this show, we have very we have several recurring themes. And really, I think the biggest recurring theme is a return to sanity in real estate. That's kind of what we, how Julie and I think of it when we're thinking about topics and whatnot. Because there's so much insanity that's in real estate right now. And I mean that quite literally. Insanity is, by definition, where you keep on doing the same thing over and over again, expecting to get a different result. That's really what's become of a lot of what's being taught in real estate, insanity, insane ideas. I'll give you guys an example, and then I'll uh, share with you what the topic is going to be. So we have uh, – I'm seeing a lot of people that are finally accepting the fact that we are in a real estate Reset. That's what Julie and I have been calling it, right? The you know great real estate reset. You can add whatever little superlatives to it you'd like to, but at the end of the day, the markets are definitely resetting. I had uh, two coaching calls today with um, elite personal clients, and these are people that are paid you know Julie and I a lot of money to be their one-on-one coaches. And as a result of that, we are available to them in between calls the whole nine yards. If you're at the top of your career and you're looking for somebody to get you even higher, that's when you hire Julie and I. Generally speaking, um, those are the people we do best with. So I have two calls today. I had two calls today. Uh, both, Neither one of them were scheduled, and both of these guys had situations where they had these multimillion-dollar properties where the sellers were thinking about firing them. And and it's it, it, here's what I actually – I'm kind of laughing to myself because I've been telling them that all of this was going to happen for the better part of probably 18 months. We did a series of podcasts on you know the phases of real estate recovery, but even these guys at the level in which they operate, they still were in denial. They had to experience it in their own market before they actually believed with someone, you know, someone they were paying fifty thousand dollars a year to tell them was true. They, that's how much their egos were in the way of them believing what we were saying because they didn't want to deal with the realities of having to learn how or remember or remind themselves how to go after price reductions and do things like that. So. Yeah, I had these emergency phone calls. I know Julie did too. I heard her on the phone where we're kind of talking these listing agents off the edge of how to, you know, deal with the seller's emotions and these changing price ranges. And one of the sellers was uh, – one of my listing agents was dealing with two very well-known celebrities, and these were celebrities. He didn't sell them the houses, but in both cases, these celebrities were losing like over $5 million just to get activity on the house, just to get showings. That's even before they got an offer. So this is the new reality of this market, and this market's going to be continuing to reset as we go into the new year. And so I, I wonder to myself, I ask myself sometimes, how many of you listening, because we have tens of thousands of you listening to us on a daily basis, and you can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on iTunes or, of course, go over to timandjulieharris.com and, and click on the podcast button. How many of you guys are half listening versus 100% listening? How many of you are going to basically wait – for trouble to land on your doorstep before you actually take seriously what we've been trying to condition you and prepare you for. How many are you? How many of you are going to wait until it's too late? Because, like I said, in both cases, these calls were because the sellers were thinking about firing these listing agents, and these guys, these listing agents, had spent probably at least you know 
tens of thousands of dollars in a couple cases to get on private parties and getting showings on the you know the whole thing all being possibly cast to the wind because they weren't willing to have difficult conversations about repositioning these properties on the market to correctly reflect the market's expectations, i.e. lower the price. So coaching clients, premier coaching clients, the scripts, the techniques, the systems, they're all waiting for you on premier coaching. For the rest of you who are listening, who are entertained by us, which I appreciate, who are uh, fans of our or book, or whatever. You guys are not yet committed to a single path. You're not focusing, follow one course until successful, on your career to the extent that you think you need a coach. Well, I'm telling you, you need a coach more than anybody because those of you who are half committed, who have maybe one foot in, one foot out, you're the ones that are going to suffer the fastest in a changing market because you're the ones that are going to rationalize failure the quickest because, after all, you can say to yourself, well, I wasn't really committed anyway. Right, so when I read the comments on, um, you know, just various emails and whatnot, and I see that you're a part-time worker here, you're a part-time worker there, and I tell you to do this and I tell you to do that, and you're not willing to do it. Well, look, if you're not willing to do what we ask you to do or suggest you do to solve your problem, please don't send me an email and ask me for help. Don't waste my time, honestly. Don't join our coaching program either. If you're not serious about being of service to other people. If you're not serious about actually wanting to make a difference in this market, wanting to do the hard work so that you can basically have, you know, earn the right to have a really wonderful life, you're not entitled to it. Don't think you are because you're not. And if you maybe you've been riding high for the last few years uh, because this market's been buoyant for everyone, the whole rising ships phenomena, rising boats, right? Rising tide rises all ships. Well, the exact opposite is going to happen now. And those of you who have the least skill, those of you who have the biggest egos, those of you who are the least prepared, those of you who have been paying attention to all these false profits about lead buying and teams and logos and branding, you're going to be wiped out. So, yes, we're probably overly direct, me in particular, on this podcast. I don't filter myself. I just tell you what I think. And I'll tell you why I do it. Not for my own enjoyment, because there's a lot of other things I'd rather be doing. I do it because I know how much how hard-headed most of you are. And if I don't tell you the truth, if I don't do what I can to help you and your family from the hardship that is unfortunately inevitable for many of you as this market continues to change, if I leave anything unsaid on this podcast, it haunts me for the rest of the day, and I end up saying it the next day anyway. Okay, I don't know what that is, an obsession perhaps. Julie's the same way. We'll talk about it after the show. We'll say, Julie, should we have gone a little bit deeper on this? And we'll agree we had, we should have. And maybe we, you know, we pulled ourselves back. Why? Who knows? Maybe we were just being lazy. Not a normal characteristic by either one of us, but happens from time to time. So might I think have been one cappuccino shy of all the content. That's all. You were just undercounting. No, but, but honestly, Julie, I, I'm just tired of I, – I don't want to get any more stupid emails where people are asking me stupid questions that we've answered a million times before. Well, they're and avoided then I questions. You, well, then That's I send what they them, are. Well, right, because – Right, because they're sending an email asking a question, rationalizing that that's work, versus just going, if they're premier coaching members especially, that's so easy for you to have all your problems solved. We have a daily coaching call for you, where you have literally a daily live coaching session, half the time with you know, Julie, who runs the, a premier coaching half the time. You have premier coaching, where you literally put your question into a question box, and nine times out of ten, the question is answered. You have all the content, all the material that you could possibly ever need, all, everything on you know, your listing presentation, your pre-listing pack, your scripts, your price change scripts, every single thing that you need 
to not just survive but thrive in a market like this, it's there. Go use the resource. Don't rationalize that asking a question that's easily answered is working. It's not. You're just avoiding. You're just asking the question, so you don't actually have to. Even though you probably already researched it, know the answer. You probably already been on Premier Coaching or heard us on a podcast. You already know the answer. You're just asking it again because you're trying to procrastinate doing the real work. I'm kind of burned out on that. So do me a favor and stop asking questions like that where you already know the answer. Why are you doing that? Because you're trying to avoid doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's why. Now, here's something, another little phenomenon I'm starting to see. And I want listeners, I'm warning you. This is a warning to the industry. As many of you choose to listen, it's up to you. I am noticing that all these companies that sell leads, fire leads especially, and all the companies that sell ancillary services to service all those goofy bought buyer leads are starting to go into panic mode, and they're starting to try to poise or position themselves as if they had, that they'll somehow thrive in a buyer's market. They won't, because in a market like which we're going into, none of you guys are going to have any problems whatsoever finding buyer leads, and the market's going to shift towards listings and listing agents more than it ever has before. You're going to see that change. So those of you... It, Many of you have only been in the business, in the industry, since the advent of buying buyer leads, so you don't know any different. But what you're going to discover is the, buying lead, the bought buyer leads, the quality is bad now. It's going to get significantly worse to the point where you're going to say, I don't even want to do this anymore. I'm certainly not going to buy buyer leads. And finding buyer leads, finding qualified buyer leads, that whole exercise has always been a bit of an act of futility. Versus, say, for example, focusing on being a listing agent, in this new market, it's even going to be more so. And that's the topic of today's podcast. So the question I have for all of you, and actually, Julie, before I ask the question, any thoughts on my little diatribe? No, you're right. I mean, it's, it's how many creative avoidance methods people come up with. And I think at the top of our podcast today, you were talking about even some of our most sophisticated clients didn't want to admit to the fact that their market was probably shifting on them. And I understand that. Who wants, to, who wants to admit to that? Who wants to deal with that? Of course nobody does. But the ones who do it sooner and get in front of those price adjustments faster are the agents who win. I always tease my premier coaching clients, you know, you're not allowed to have any expired. You're only allowed to take other people's. Don't get into the That's habit right. of it happening to you. So those were my thoughts. Yeah. And uh, guys, the, uh, Everything is going to change in the industry. It does every time. These are very predictable cycles. If you've been in the business as long as we have, all these things that, again, I'm speaking to the masses here that have never been through a cycle change, you're going to see a lot of businesses go out of business. You're going to see a lot of people who you think are dominant agents just slowly disappear. You're going to see all these tech – none of these tech companies for the most part – that, are, again, are mostly in the buying buyer lead business or the you know, curating buyer lead business, all those guys, you're going to see they're just going to fade. Because what's going to happen is they're going to have a hard time rationalizing their ability to generate revenue, and they're going to stop getting funded. They're going to stop making profit, and they're going to be out of the business. Um, you know, the industry agents, you guys already know this. But when I read online how some big, you know, lead selling company is all boastful because they think they're going to, you know, kick some serious butt in the buyer's market, yeah, sure you will. Let's see how that works out for you. Because it, it doesn't work that way. That's not what happens. Not in a market that's shifting like this. Agents, they need clarity on what they should be doing. And so here's the question I have for you. Everyone write this question down. 
this is one of the tenets of what Julie and I, what, what Premier Coaching, what our coaching organization is about, what I'm about to share with you, meaning the, one of the most important things, one of the most important thoughts we hope you guys get from us. What if there was one number, one number to rule them all? One, I got that from, uh, what's it called, Julie? One ring to rule Game them all? Oh, yeah. No, uh, no, the Lord other one. The nerdy one. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, yeah. yeah. So what if there was what if there's one number to rule them all? Because there is. What if there was not if you could have if you knew there was one number in your business, one number that essentially came before all other activities during the course of the day, the month, the year, the whole thing. It is. And here's what it is. It's what we call the real, your real estate magic number. I know it's kind of a hokey name, but there you go. It's called the real estate magic number, and I want you to write this down. We're going to explain to you how to create it yourself. Because this is the only thing that matters in real estate. I'm going to say that again, and I'm going to say it as provocatively as I can so that it will challenge you guys to break free of your dogma, dogmatic beliefs you have about overly complicated systems in real estate and for you to realize that all the stuff that's out there is, for the most part, silly and a waste of time and causes more procrastination and overanalyzation. Because in real estate, guys, you only need to know one number, and that's the number of listings you need at all times. Now, some of you aren't listing agents, never listed a house before. The only listings you've ever gotten have been the ones you've you know, fallen into your lap from referrals, from past clients, from just luck. Set aside all of your preconceived notions about being a listing agent and just get the concept with me because after you get the concept, guys, you'll, you're going to be liberated, I assure you. Here it is. Every single one of you, there is one number of listings you need at all times to essentially create financial uh, – not just security but financial freedom. And I'll, I'll, I'll pick a, a real example. If you have if you're selling in a marketplace and you're in anywhere USA, you know, like where Julie and I are from, we're from Ohio, and the average sale price is say $250,000, and let's say the average commission is 6%, oh, it's 5% in my market, don't care in my example because I can do 3% in my head faster than I can do 2.5, we're sticking with 6%. So if in your marketplace the average sale price is 250 and the average commission is 3%, that means I'm sorry, the average rate is 6%, the average listing fee is 3%, the average commission is going to be $7,500. Okay? Now that's going to be before any you know, broker splits or expenses or taxes or whatever. So the check that comes in from your work selling that $250,000 house is 7500 bucks. Stay with me, listeners. Don't overanalyze. Don't overthink. Don't add any – don't think with, oh, but there's this and there's other thing. Just stay focused with me on the concept because it's liberating. I promise you. If you had in, in your you know in your marketplace two hundred fifty thousand dollars if you had ten two hundred fifty thousand dollar properties or properties on average that equal two hundred fifty thousand dollars listed at all times in a really bad buyer's market assuming they did not have horrible location horrible condition and they were priced accordingly we teach you how to do all those things you know we teach you how to price things correctly because price overcomes all the other issues, obviously. Well, maybe not obvious for some of you, but there it is. That's the truth. Price overcomes location. Price overcomes condition. If, you're, if you had 10 listings, and again, you'll have to, and we're going to tell you how to get your match figured out the actual math, but here's the concept. If you had 10 listings and you were in, a tr in an atrocious buyer's market, 
chances are you'd still have at least three houses sell per month. Listings, no buyer sites. Again, adjust accordingly. Maybe you're in LA and your average sale price is going to be 750 or maybe you're in Florida and Miami and maybe, okay, it, just stay with me here, okay? So if you have 10 listings at all times, now there's a lot of variables. I'm going to just, Julie and I are going to go over them so you can understand them. But if you had 10 listings at all times, and it was a really bad buyer's market. It's this time next year. People are still licking the wounds from having their butts kicked all year. All these agents have washed out. Buyer market, you know, buyer's agency is no longer the thing. Big teams are no longer the th Whatever happens, happens, right? But you, kept, you, you built and you maintained your 10 listings at all times. And you would have found that steadily, consistently, you would have sold two to three houses per month. Anyone who's been in the business for a long time knows what I'm telling you is the truth. You would have ended up earning, on average, $22,500 a month. Julie, can you do $22,500 a month times 12 for me, please? Uh, yeah, give me a second. Okay, you would have earned, it's 262, 64, something like that. So you would have earned almost $300,000 a year, just things at all times, which all of you guys can get those listing leads for free. All of you can generate those listing leads for 264. free. You don't have to, 264. So I did that in my head. Not too dumb, am I? Yep, Despite the fact that I've been doing this job for a long time, my brain hasn't gotten that bad, huh? So <laughs> that was a private joke between Julie and I. So the reality of it is is that you would have earned $264,000, which I'm going to guess is more money than you're earning now. Right? Now, by the way, that formula works in any market, seller's market, buyer's market. If you're in some, like I look at, for example, uh, in Austin, Texas right now, the prices here are stupid. So let's say your average sale price in Austin, Julie, you can do the math for me real quick so we can do this fast. Let's say your average sale price in Austin is 400000 And let's say you, only, you want to get up to, let's say, uh, seven listings at all times. And I'm, getting, I'm going to tell you how you determine what number of listings you need at all times in a second. It's not difficult. You get up to seven listings at all times. You have three listings sell per month. Your average commission in Austin, let's just say, is 3% on these properties. So you're looking at four, 400000 times three, uh, $36,000 $36, a month, right, mm -hmm. yep. times 12. See, I can do 3% to my head, guys. <laughs> I can't do two and a half. Okay? So it, it's, it's 36000 a month times 12, which is, Julie Harris, 420000 That is correct. I believe because yes. my calculator's so, not working, but that sounds right to me. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and so there you know, go. These are not radical numbers either. You're not talking no. about having to have 50 listings at all times, though we have clients nope. that do that and have done that. Do. Yeah. These are very attainable. You know, one of the right. things that these guys are uh, fighting, I think, psychologically with listings taking longer to sell is subconsciously something's telling them why would I want more of that hassle because they're not used to having well, but those Julie, longer let's not, let's not add, Jules, let's not add variables for the sake of making this point, well, okay? I'm just saying let, it's not, opposite of that. It's counterintuitive, but go ahead. Well, right, <clears throat> so okay. let's, not add, let's not add variables. Let's just keep it pure, and then we can drill down. Okay. I know you want to get to your notes, but I just want to drill down so they get the concept, right? right? Mm -hmm. People, when we've explained this before, I know from the questions that people overanalyze it because they want it to be more complicated right. than it is. And Julie's her mind is going to the questions and it, what people typically ask that she's like moving ahead of me by like ten thoughts here. But the reality of it is is that if you you have to keep it really pure in your mind, 
Otherwise, what's going, what you're going to do is you're going to cloud it. Because here's the real hard concept for a lot of people to understand who've only been in the business since, say, 07, is that this is a really stupid, simple business. Selling real estate is not difficult as long as you focus on being a listing agent. When you focus on the teams and the logos and the branding and the internet marketing and your websites and the Instagramming and all this bullshit, why are you even doing it? Why are you doing it? I'm asking you a question. Are you doing it for what reason? You don't have an answer. You only have answers that other people have given you. The only reason you should be doing any activity in your business at the end of the day is to be of service to other people and make money. That's it. All these other hypotheticals, well, you have to build your brand. You will never have a brand that's worth building, ever. Don't bother. Don't waste your time. Well, Tim, no one's going to list with me if they don't know who I am. No one's, and who's going to list with me if I don't have a big brand? So-and-so, they have a big brand. Go after their expireds. Guys, look how many expireds there have been in your marketplace since the beginning of the year. The months just changed, right? They change about every 30 days. Have you, do you look to see how many expireds there are? Do you call them? Expires are one of the 50 different sources of business we ask you to go after. I will strongly suggest to every single one of you listening that have teams that are struggling, that are looking your, at your profit and loss statements, if you even know what, if you ever have one, to be honest, tell about this, look at how much your checking and savings account numbers are. If those numbers have not significantly changed in a positive direction in the past 12 months, listen to me. You're doing something wrong. If you're rationalizing lack of profit in your business because you're building something for the future and next year is going to be the big year where you're going to make all your profit, you're doing something wrong. Somebody has sold you some bullshit. And who was it that sold you the bullshit? People that want to sell you these systems, these technologies, people who want you to believe that spending countless and endless amounts of money on building your brand and your logo and all this stuff, people who want you to believe that want you to forego profit so that you'll keep paying them. I want you all, all of you guys to think about that because it's the truth. Becoming a listing agent and staying a listing agent is not a difficult task. Becoming a dominant, powerful listing agent, becoming somebody who basically can have reliable, consistent cash flow from knowing what your magic number is, guys, that's freedom. So what makes up the magic number? Here, here's how you come up with it. It's very simple. And you're going to need the real estate treasure map to figure this out, and I'm going to give it to you. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Actually, Julie created the whole treasure map. We did it a number of years ago. And, Julie, the treasure map is one of those things that, you know, when people actually dig their, hand, their, their teeth into it and they actually mm -hmm. complete it, uh, it's one of those things that really, really changes their lives, as I'm sure you'll agree. So the treasure map is free. All you have to do is go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Guys, stop settling for non-profitable businesses. Stop accepting the fact that we, I had an interview. We're doing, Julie and I are doing a series of interviews, and we're going to be broadcasting these in the next couple of months. What these top-producing agents who have de-teamed, they've, they've gotten rid of their teams because they built these big entities – and these are a lot of folks that you guys know. They built these big entities, but they didn't do it with the idea they would be making a lot of profit. They just assumed that at the end of the rainbow, there would be a lot of profit. And then they get there, and there's not a lot of profit. And then they realize, what the hell? Why didn't anyone tell me doing this was such an unprofitable venture? 
I did. Julie did. All of our coaches do. Our book does. We told you. You just didn't read it. You didn't listen. Or maybe you heard us and you just chose to, you know, believe that the, you know, the the the, the insurgence of you know, the all the insurgency of all these tech companies that are trying to sell you the easy button. You wanted to believe them because what they were telling you was a hell of a lot more seductive than what we tell you. We tell you to do what you don't want to do, and you don't want to do it at the highest level. I don't even like to say it, let alone to actually have to live it. But it's the truth, right? They're all selling you the easy button. I like, I get it. I love the easy button. Doesn't exist. I don't look for it. It's a lie. I know it is. We don't sell the easy button. We don't tell you what we're going to tell you. We don't. Nothing we tell you is. It, we, you're going to have to actually work when you become one of our coaching members. You're going to have to. Do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. But the benefits are great. So the magic number formula is all laid out for you specifically in the Real Estate Treasure Map. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. But the simple, simplistic way of looking at it is you take all your personal overhead. And, again, I realize that many of you don't know it. I bet you I'm off on our own personal overhead by at least a couple grand a month. If, what I think is that it is is probably different based on the number of Zulily boxes that show up daily. Hey, with you know, Or Amazon. <laughs> You're not innocent. Here. <laughs> or Amazon. I'm probably off on our personal overhead by at least a couple grand a month, um, and so are you. Um, so probably. you have to know your you have to know your personal overhead. You have to know your business overhead. You add those numbers up. Yeah, divided by twelve. Then you add in. Again, this is all laid out very specifically, exactly helping you think through the whole process. Because again, this is a business approach. You're going to then add in your taxes. You're going to add in savings. You're going to add in any debt retirement you might have. You're going to end up adding in any 529s you care to fund. You're going to add in a lot of things, okay? And you're going to figure out what that number is. You're going to come up with a number, and that's uh, your monthly overhead for you to have a life of your dreams, for you to you know, pay your obligations, for you to – essentially, you're going to finally know exactly how much you want to earn. And, Julie, when they figure that out, with zero exceptions, tell me what they what, – what, the emotional release that they have, because you and I have had these exact same experiences well, for years. You know, it's interesting whether they find out that it was more than they thought, or in some cases less than they thought, the reaction is the same, which is relief at the knowing of the number and not guessing anymore. Ignorance is not bliss with regards to your finances. Seriously, you got to get away from <laughs> well, that. Well, but, and this is, but this isn't is why they avoid it, though, right? How it's often do you actually left. find that? Yeah, that's what I found consistently is that people's overhead is less than what they think it is, um, but they don't know. I found consistently that people don't know. Even when you ask people that are very, you know, millionaires, you ask them, what what's your personal monthly overhead? They'll throw out a number, and as a, a coach, I always say, I respectfully call bullshit on what you just said. I want you to actually go talk with your spouse. I want you to look at your credit card bills. I want you to look to see how many apps your kids have been buying that you haven't been paying attention to. I want you to find out, you know, well-off people, how much your family's actually spending at the country club every month. You know, I want you to go through and add up every single thing. And then sometimes they find out their number. Those are the only exceptions where sometimes they find out their uh, monthly overhead is more than they think. You know, someone's seeing a holistic doctor, and there's the bi-monthly massages, and there's the this and the other things. All that stuff adds up. But once you know what your magic number is, and I'm, we're not asking you necessarily to live a monastic life. We're not asking you to sell everything and, you know, go live on a mountaintop in the Himalayas and, you know, that, nothing like that. Live a wonderful life. Have a great life. Earn the money. But know what your number is. And if you don't have enough money left over at the end of the year – and you've sold 100 houses, and you've earned a million dollars, 
you need to ask yourself why. That doesn't make no sense. <laughs> doesn't. And probably it's because you've been spending your money on a lot of silly stuff. And building teams is the biggest black hole that there's been in real estate since Julie and I have been in real estate. For sure. That and branding, those two things. Of course, now I bet you buying leads has gotten worse because after all, those team members need fed with buyer leads, right? So, guys, here's the little epiphany for all of you. And, and Julie's going to um, – we'll get more into the formulatic aspect of this. But there is a magic number that you need at all times. So if you had, for example, an average commission of $10,000 and you had 10 listings at all times, and, and let's say your magic number every month was you had to sell um, – you know, your overhead was 20000 a month. Let's just throw out numbers. And you had 10 listings at all times. Your average commission is 10000 per sale. And we know even in a bad buyer's market, your market might, you know, we can, the formula also shows you how to figure out what your average absorption rate is and all that in your marketplace. But chances are you're still going to sell three, maybe four houses per month. On the listing side of things, if you know that you had to have 10 listings at all times, if you know what your overhead is, that's going to put you in a position where you can start saving money you need to accomplish to maybe pay your house off or buy a boat it doesn't just happen because there's money left over and that's unfortunately how most agents live they only save with what's left over they're waiting for the big as my dad used to say god rest his soul the big eagle will fly over which is i think a nice way of saying you know the big eagle is going to fly over and solve all your financial problems it never happens and what happens is as time passes that has to be one damn big eagle to solve all the financial problems for some of us right so the reality of it is, guys, is that you can control this. I want you to know what your number is. Please do take seriously what we're saying. I realize that in a marketplace where it was everyone making money and you didn't really have to have that much skill to make money because everyone wanted to buy real estate, where buying real estate was like you know Willy Wonka's golden ticket, in a market like that, you get in, you don't need that much skill, you can work your centers of influence and past clients. You don't have to know how to counsel buyers, counsel sellers, deal with their emotions, deal with price changes, deal with all kinds of crazy-ass offers you guys are going to start getting. You know, in a seller's market, that doesn't exist. In a buyer's market, or let alone a changing, transitioning market like we're in now, guys, it's rough. It just is. I'm not going to lie to you. It just is. And for you to think that you can do what you were doing in the previous market and you can get through it, I, I honestly am fearful for many of you. Because you're you're just not you're going to be like those like virtually everyone else you're going to wait too long, then the market's going to pass you by. Then you're going to have a bad month, then a bad six months, and a bad year, and then all your savings is going to be gone. And then you're going to be wearing, you know, a uniform delivering I don't even know what. You know what I'm saying here, guys? You're going to lose if you don't seriously take into consideration that this marketplace is changing faster than many of you are. You can change with it. You can adjust with it. I'm not suggesting that you can't. I am suggesting that whatever tribe you find yourself in, whatever belief structure with regards to real estate, here's what I'm talking about here, guys, that you find yourself in, I'm not asking you to completely throw the baby out with the bathwater, but what I'm suggesting to you is virtually everything that's worked in this past market won't work in this new market. That's true for every business, guys. That's true for – but real estate's really the only thing that's really suffering or going to be suffering in a meaningful way next year. I don't really see any other sectors in the economy, home builders, anything related to real estate is definitely taking a step back. There's no doubt about that at this point. People were denying it. Julie and I were the only ones that were you know, preaching it, but now everyone else has come around to it and is saying the same thing. 
you got to do something about this. Don't wait for it just to land on your doorstep. Don't just all of a sudden realize that, oh, my gosh, all the buyers that I had that I thought, again, I know what you guys are thinking. I read your emails. Well, Tim, I'm good. I got 20 buyers, 15 buyers, and they're all saying they're locked in for next spring. No, they're not. Virtually none of those buyers you think you have locked in will buy because they're going to freak out because they're rising interest rates. And Tim, half of those have houses to sell. They're not going to sell them. They're not going to put them for sale because they're going to be nervous because they don't want to be selling into a down market. They don't want to be buying into a market where prices are falling, so they're going to rationalize waiting. That's what many of you have to look forward to because you're not doing the right thing now. Get it? I'm sorry if this is overly direct for some of you, and I only mean it sorry in the sense that maybe it's overly direct and so it's too much information for you or it's too scary for you, so it causes you just to lock up, causes you to freeze. And I, I'll deduct a few style points from myself if that's happening to some of you. I apologize. But for the masses of you, you guys need to hear this information because I know you're not getting it from anybody else. And you're going to be suffering needlessly. And then the word is suffering. It is suffering when you don't know where your money is coming from, when you don't have money to pay your bills, when you know you don't have money to take your kids on vacation, when you see your savings account falling, when you're worried about finances, when you can't get any sleep, when you're, doing, when you're literally losing your health because you're worried about finances, when you start questioning your own ability because the market's changed, because what you are doing no longer works. And then every time you call that whatever company and say, why are all your buyer leads suck? They all say, oh, hold on now. It's because you're not doing a good enough job. It's nothing to do with the buyer leads. You're the blah, 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 right? You guys understanding what I'm saying? I know you do because you're experiencing it. I am reading your emails. This is the number one daily podcast for agents. Not because we're in a motivational podcast. Not because we dance around and try to act like we're mini Tony Robbins. Because people are realizing, agents are realizing that they're business people, they're entrepreneurs, and they need to approach their businesses as such because nobody else is going to protect them. The idea, we say this all the time and it's so true, your broker's job is not to make you successful. Your brand's job is not to make you successful. Your coach's job is. That's what you're paying a coach to do. They are, they are part and parcel of your success. So if a good coach, you hire a good coach – they're, they, yeah, they are tied to your outcome. Those other entities really aren't. Their job is to provide a legal structure for you to c conduct your business. Your success, your failure, 100% up to you. Again, if you've only been in the business for 10 years and you've been getting bought buyer leads from your brokerage or some other sort of you know, convoluted situation, your, the way your mind is wired about your success needs to be rewired because you have had a relationship of dependency where you've never learned that the freedom from this business, the blessing of this business, comes from not having to be beholden to somebody else. That's the reason that Julie and I always go back to talking about focusing on becoming a listing agent. Become a listing agent. When you are a listing agent, who's selling your houses for you? Every other agent in the marketplace. You get your nights. You get your weekends back. You get predictable cash flow. For the most part, you get predictable cash flow. You get a business that you can run even as you build your inventory up. You can basically delegate everything. You don't even have to work with buyers anymore. You don't have to have buyer's agents. And you can, do all the, you can get all these leads. You can generate all this business for free. Why do you guys want to make it complicated? I don't think this new generation of agents coming into the business does. 
I think new generation of agents coming into the business, and I'm not talking about a demographic here. I'm just saying people are getting their licenses now that are discovering this podcast. I'm reading what you guys are saying. I'm reading that you guys are showing up at your brokerages in your new offices, and you're realizing how ridiculous it is how so many other agents think that they shouldn't be running their business. They've lost themselves into being, you know, tribal with the idea of I have to form a team. Holy crap, that's the Shangri-La in real estate, having a team, delegating everything, or I have to work on my this or the other thing. You guys who are listening to us, who've been listening to us, some of you, before you even got your licenses, you guys are coming into the business, and you're a totally different kind of animal. <laughs> the industry, not quite ready for you because you're not going to be you're not going to be so easily seduced by your ego into believing that there's an easy button. The rest of you, stop fighting it. A changing market is going to bring the best and it's going to bring the worst out in people. That includes you. Please embrace this, guys. Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. Move forward with this. If you haven't yet, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Download the Real Estate Treasure Map. There's, uh, I think, now six or seven other books that we give you as well. Download all of them, but don't wait to read all of them before you get started. That goes back to what we originally talked about. Don't get ready to get started. What I want you to do is get the treasure map done at the same time you're in action. Don't just create this long list of stuff to do before you actually have to start doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Are you listening? Look, guys, send us an email. Let us know if we're on track. Are we reaching some of you? <laughs> you, know, you guys can tell Julie and I have ratcheted it up. We're doing it on purpose because we're reading your emails. We know we have to be ten times more aggressive on this podcast to get through to some of you because the avalanche of misinformation out there is trying to drown out the common sense approach that Julie and I are taking to this industry. Please take seriously what we're saying. Give us some feedback. Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Com. Have a great day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>